Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reads a book. Al, this can't be right. For every movie, show, one-shot, special presentation, and memoir in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on X at MCU underscore Rewind, the social media formerly known as Twitter. And uh, you can also follow us at MCU underscore Rewind on Instagram. Uh, please drop us a line at MCU Rewind without the underscore at gmail.com uh, to let us know what scroll episode you want to hear about in the future. And with that, today's episode is a review and book club discussion of the Scott Lang memoir, Look Out for the Little Guy, originally published on September 5th, 2023. Yeah, yeah. So this is the the in-universe book um, published by Scott Lang, right? Um, so they, they actually made it as a, a real book that you can go out and uh, buy, purchase. Um, you know what, Tony? I probably should have checked if there was an audiobook. That would have been a lot quicker to, to get through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a slow reader. Um, so there might be an audiobook if you want to if you want to look for that. I don't know if uh, if they got Paul Rudd to, to read that. You, you know don't what? even know if it exists. <laughs> yeah, now now I'm now I'm looking it up. Great. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll look that up, but we can keep talking about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, listeners, we yeah we we read this book. <laughs> we mm-hmm. well, Al and I, we were very. Uh, <laughs> we don't know how to talk about books. I could tell you, I could talk to you hours about Lord of the Rings, about uh, Brandon Sanderson books, about a book about movies I've seen already. I'm not sure how we're going to do this. So uh, let's just start off with like mm-hmm. our initial reactions after reading it. Um, Al, what were your thoughts on this uh, the Scott Lang memoir? Um, it is very repetitive. I think mm-hmm. it's probably one of the nicest things I could say about the book. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, it was it was kind of boring. Um, okay, Tony, Good. don't uh, don't hate me. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Uh, don't <laughs> hate me. I only actually read the first half of the book. Oh my God. I, I do hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's what happened. I read it and it was just the same stuff. And then, so then I, I just started like flipping through pages, look, reading like a paragraph, like, okay, yep. This is, this is a little bit of um, like what, what's already happened. So like in the first, first half of the book, uh, oh God, I, I just see Tony's face right now. I, I really, we shouldn't have our video, our webcams on no. when we record anymore. He was so angry at me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so going through this book, there's a lot of like, all right, here's all the stuff that you've already seen in the movies. Mm-hmm. And then now here's, um, you know, Ant-Man saying, okay, now in this moment, my mind was this, right? So, so we have like, let's say if a page is three paragraphs of content, 
maybe two sentences are something new, and that new thing would be like maybe a joke, right? Something like that. And so yeah. it's kind of boring, honestly. Like it's it's fun to have it, right? I'm gonna leave it on a bookshelf and um if someone ever asks me about the book, I'll say, Oh no, you you can borrow it, feel free. And then they'll <laughs> never read it and they'll hold on to it, and I just got rid of the book. So yep. uh yeah, that's that's kind of it for me, Tony. Do you think I missed anything by not reading the second half completely? Again, um, I skimmed it. I I, I uh, high school read this book. I, I'm looking at my notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, you did not miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I read the entire book. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. For. If anyone knows, if anyone is a fan, I've already mentioned uh, one of my favorite current authors, Brandon Sanderson. One of his books is one of my most anticipated books of the year. I didn't start reading that book to read this book. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Secret Project number four came out for anyone who's a Sanderson fan. And yeah, I have it. I had it. And then I had to read this book before that because I have to do my veg- eat my vegetables before freaking dessert. Um, no, it, I was thinking of like if I were a person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to read this book to explain what happened in the Battle of New York. And I read this and it's all about Ant-Man giving me life advice and lamenting that his daughter very sad that he did he lost connection with the daughter for, through prison and through uh the the blip um very 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 sad but i'd be very disgruntled because he doesn't really talk about what happens in the battle of new york or anything <laughs> that they'd want to hear about and as a person yeah. in the real world i've seen these movies <laughs> I don't need that either. Uh, one thing I'll give it credit for: it does capture Paul Rudd slash Ant Man slash Scott Lang's voice. Like you could, he, you it feels like he's the one talking to you. So yeah, like, you can definitely read it in his voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we should just like find some kernels of new and interesting things, or. Al, like, if you want to talk about the first half of the... How far did you get? Do you know what um, page actually, you stopped at? There are 213 uh, yes, pages in this book. Uh, yes, I stopped at page 93. Um, which is, you know, about halfway. Uh, so that is uh, the t- start of a chapter titled From Beginning to Endgame. And I started skimming that and like, uh, no, it's just more of the same. So really quickly, before we get, we get too far, yes. um, we did not say at the start of this episode... Um, complete spoilers for this book like specifically um spoilers for tony do you just want to say spoilers for everything in the mcu yeah why not i I, like the only thing we might spoil i mean it's regular spoiler rules i don't think we're (laughs) going to be spoiling um captain marvel or the marvels because (laughs) we haven't seen that yet we're recording this before that comes out and Mm -hmm. we're not going to probably spoil loki which is currently airing as we're like literally, as we're talking, episode four is dropping. Probably. Yeah, yeah, but but everything else, especially the three Ant Man movies, uh, yeah. and any other movie he's shown in up in right, um, you know, like uh, Civil War and um, uh, Avengers Endgame. But yeah, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do so, have a, a good amount of notes. Um, okay. So uh, it, it, if you didn't, if you, if you have a spot where you want to start, we can go with that. But I had like something to to go with. Um. No. If you have something to go with, go ahead. Because this yeah, just got so, random things out here. <laughs> yeah. So so the first thing really to bring up is like why does this book exist? Um, which he answers in it. Right, he he says. Uh, oh, in universe, uh, not because. Yes, yeah, sorry, Disney. in universe. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Why in universe did Scott Lang write this book? Um, I honestly, I do think part of it is, hey, it's an easy way to make some money. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, he says that it's it is because Clint Barton and um, Bruce Banner came up to him, took him out to lunch, and said, "Hey, you should write a book to mm-hmm. to tell everyone what happened because." Uh, people have questions. They're probably going to keep bothering us, and it's it's probably better if you write this book. Um, that yeah. feels like a stretch. Like I, no. I guess it. I guess it makes it really. No? I strongly okay. disagree. Oh, uh, okay. So these are the last three. I mean, because they don't really know Doctor Strange. So these are the last three Earthbound Avengers who are actually in the Avengers, and Scott there too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, technically, it's well, they're really the last two, right? Plus Scott's there. Yeah. Plus Doctor yeah. Strange isn't really an Avenger. And, yeah. I mean, I guess the really off world. Parker. Yeah. Um, but That's okay, true. so it's like knowing uh, Bruce wants to be on his uh, vacation home that we saw in She Hulk, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Clint doesn't want anything to do with superheroing anymore <laughs> really is we see in the hawkeye show that's true yeah he is he is retired especially after having spent the previous five years killing people yes yeah. you know for for the hell of it yeah so i mean who can we pawn this off on who was there because <laughs> it doesn't need to be told it's a story like for history that needs to be told true. who will enjoy the fame <laughs> mm-hmm and I mean, I this might not have been computed into it, but uh, like Scott Lang has the charisma and the personality to like be the spokesman for this. He he does yes, like everything you've said makes sense. Yeah. Except why not find someone who like who is good at writing these kinds of books mm. and then telling them everything. Now the downside, I guess, would be. Maybe what what you said, right? Like Barton and Banner, they don't want to, you know, be interviewed for hours on end answering yeah. a bunch of questions. Um, so I guess that makes sense with uh, with Scott Lang over here. He's like, yeah, you know enough. Um, go ahead if you need if you have any questions, just go ahead and call us. Um, but we are changing our phone number. We'll let you know what the new number mm-hmm. is. Trust us. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, like. <laughs> Technically, if we're just talking about the Battle of New York, the time heist, the, the events of Endgame after the blip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or after the five-year jump, I should say. Okay. He was technically there longer. He came to Natasha and um, <laughs> Natasha and Steve, and they're no longer around. The next person they go to is Tony. He's no longer mm-hmm. around. And then mm-hmm. Bruce. So, like, he's got a more complete story than... Anyone who's still around. Well, he he has a more complete story of the blip. Um, I'm trying to think about the battle for Wakanda. 
Um, no, no. Well, he doesn't even talk about the Battle of Wakanda. Like the point of this book he, he, was yeah, yeah. like approach him to share the Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. sure the Battle of Wakanda had been explained when Steve Rogers has to stand up in front of a podium and explain why half of the population is gone. And you know, Steve yeah, that's is a the good one who point. That. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Probably it would have been him, yeah. uh, and it would have been uh, yeah. And they had five years, so at that mm-hmm. point, there's probably been enough stuff written about it things yeah. that end up on the internet okay yeah all i right. mean look, makes... think about how many documentaries about september 11th came out within five years of september 11th mm-hmm. yeah. yeah true a lot yeah. yeah okay and so so we i guess we can assume that this is the this is the book written by an avenger right mm-hmm. in addition to the many 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 other books that were also probably written about the subject by other people but yeah. this is the one that's by an avenger Okay. Which will be a huge bestseller, and people will be very disappointed. I hope his yes. podcast isn't all about this, <laughs> like the podcast that Kamala Khan listens to. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe that, that could be it. <laughs> it's very little substance. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, that was the thing about this book, right? Very, very little substance, which makes sense because it's a joke book, right? It was written, yeah, like it. It, it was actually created as a joke. You know, I'm sure someone had an idea like two months before the movie came out. Like, hey, what if we actually made this book that was in mm-hmm. the movie? Like, oh, that'd be great. Can you think we can get someone to write that in like a week? Like, probably. And this is the the output. Actually, I, I would want to look it. up the actual author. We should n- name the actual author. The the oh, end yes. is with his ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't read that part. But where was that the start? Not in the start. Uh, Rob uh, Kutner, K-U-T-N-E-R. All right. <laughs> Are you looking up his uh, yeah his biography? What what he's written? Yeah. So. Uh, as a writer for uh, Dennis Miller Live, The Daily Show, Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. He does. Yeah. He he has a sci-fi comic. Uh called shrinkage for farago comics i've never heard of that um yeah he's and he's written let's see the future according to me yeah different like humorous guides an apocalypse how like a how-to apocalypse book yeah he's a comedy writer okay oh he is the creator of triumph the insult comic dog oh okay so that's probably his biggest thing (laughs) <laughs> that's his biggest thing to me okay. i know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so yeah it's a it's a joke it's like it's this guy watched the movies and like i'll tell the story from his point of view yeah okay all right cool yeah all right uh let's see um something i did look forward to as i was making my way through the entirety of this book uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, were his um, FAAQs, the Frequently mm-hmm. Asked Ant-Man questions. So we did learn a few things, like things we could probably guess, but we hadn't, we didn't know, like uh, going large, becoming giant man, like strains his nervous system, and that's why he passes out. But that's also mm-hmm. adrenaline keeps him up, which is why he didn't pass out during the Battle of Earth. Yeah, that one just kind of feels like a 
like a we need to say something, I guess. Like we we do see that, right? Like we we see it in uh in in the movies. So but okay, all right. Yeah. There's yeah, a reason. Just, yeah, just like another thing is they um he mentions that he's not worried about his brain chemistry being messed up, like what happened to Hank Pym, because they have more advanced technology now. So good thing he only used that suit for that one movie. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a couple nuggets of info in here that, like, do add to the lore, right? Add to the mm-hmm. the, the, the world. Yeah. Um, so you got that. Um, just kind of adding to that, something that I was noticing uh, every so often when he would talk about... Um, uh, oh, no. Now I can't remember her name. The Wasp. Uh, oh, uh, Janet. Janet, that's right. Uh, wait, Janet? Jan's the old not, wasp. Not, uh, yeah, the 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 is his wife. I assume. I I don't actually know. Hope Hope Van Damme. Hope. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to edit that down a lot. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. <laughs> um. Yeah, there was something that it felt like he implied that he and Hope go on missions on a more often regularity than we we see. Um, yes. Which is is one of those things like, okay, comic book world, it feels like these heroes are like constantly like, yeah, this is their nine to five job. So they're mm-hmm. just always doing something, right? Every every other day it's something. Uh, MCU is, is the opposite, right? Like this is for, well, specifically for Ant-Man and, yeah. and the Wasp, right? The, these two, like, they're not really like that kind of superhero, right? They're, they're, they're people... Yeah who have a cool suit that gives them some powers. Um, so it, it kind of felt like he was implying that they go on missions um, <laughs> and like they have a support and, and everything. It was, it, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, if you look at Ant-Man in the movies, mm-hmm. we have, we have Ant-Man, the first uh-huh, Ant-Man uh-huh. movie. Yeah. The original. Um, yeah. Where we know they're doing experiments after that. Right. We mm-hmm. hear. Yeah. Um, then he gets arrested. And he gets cut mm-hmm. out of their life. Then they reunite. They do one mission in Ant-Man and the Wasp. They reunite. And then pretty soon afterwards get blipped. And then after yeah. the battle in New York from this book, I think he like retires like from superheroing. Oh, Scott Lang? Yeah. I I don't know because, well, so part of it is we don't know when this book well actually no that's not true we do know when this book came out um so uh to our uh, readers out there or listeners out there um so just today yesterday yesterday um i got a book in the mail it's the the mcu timeline book mm-hmm. so it's the official one that like it it all it does is take here are the events that happened in all the movies just the movies and the disney plus tv shows um uh, and gives us a timeline like the year and the season, so no specific days, but like fall of 2020, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so with that, we get an actual year for when Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania came out, um, which is, well, now I got to check. One second. <laughs> um, if I'm... I want to say it's 2025. Yeah, um, I think hmm? I, that's what I was going to guess as well. Um. <laughs> Just for the way time is moving forward, 
in the MCU is always going to be a couple years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for the most part, things do come out in order, but not always, it looks like. Okay. So, let's see. Great. Now I'm flipping through a different book. Okay. Let me, let me find the, uh, <laughs> the index here at the end. Um, Ant-Man, Spotlight, 2.57. All right. Oof. Hey, listener, aren't you glad we don't, like, have the video up for the TV shows while we're reviewing them? Because it'd be a lot of just scrubbing back and forth, like this, flipping back and forth. <laughs> oh, duh. I know why I am not finding it, because nothing from this year is in this book. So, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, so that would be like 2025 because uh, the book ends, I think, fall 2025 is what it said. I'm not pulling the book back out. Okay. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So uh, assuming, you know, the book, assuming that in universe, the book was published, let's say, let's say the end of 2025, right? That's mm-hmm. still two years after the blip. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's some time for... Uh, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp to go off and, and do missions because like we do know that Hope is like now she's running um Pym Technologies? Pym Enterprise? What uh it's called Pym? Pym Van Dyne Technologies. Van Dyne. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Technologies, technologies right, or cool. something. Van Dyne. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we know that, that she's running it and maybe mm-hmm. they do maybe something pops up every so often and they'll go on a mission. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean, they do always seem to have the the suits on, uh, in from what we see in Quantumania, at least at the start. Well, of it. when when they're like uh, nanotech, yeah, it's super easy to keep them on. <laughs> are are they nanotech now? Uh, the way the helmets go in Quantumania make it look like nanotech. I don't okay. know. If, I don't know if it's actually nanotech. It could be some okay. quantum something because it's Pym. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did miss that. Yeah, uh, actually, there was a line in this book in the the Scott Lang book uh, talking about using nanotech, um, and it was it was him talking to Hank Pym and him mm-hmm. suggesting it, oh, yeah. and Hank Pym gives some kind of response like, "Yeah, okay, whatever," um, and then Scott saying that, "Oh, yeah, that's like high praise from Hank because he hates everything." <laughs> yeah. Um, you didn't get to the chapter all about Natasha, did you? Oh, I guess I didn't. What what did I what did I miss about Natasha? Um, it's around page one twenty six because I wrote the page numbers. So the first ah, one about okay. Natasha is on page one twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get some little uh facts. Uh, like Natasha Romanoff does not like shawarma. Hmm. Uh, and also, uh, on page one thirty, it mentions that in Endgame, Natasha saw Hawkeye kill all the Yakuza, but didn't do anything about it. She just allowed Clint to calm down. I'm just like, that's letting murder work out of your system is not the best choice. No, but also, if she tried to stop him, would she? How successful would she have been? Like, it's 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 probably more dangerous if she jumps in there and tries to stop him. Like, eh, just just let him do his thing. That, yeah, it's that, not like she was a- able to stop. That's real heroism for you. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know what? It could be bad, but I don't want to get hurt. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's something that like 
we, we probably kind of noticed before watching like, oh, yeah, he kills everyone. And oh, Nat's there. All right. I mean, it's not like she was able to stop him for the other five years uh, when mm-hmm. he was going around. No, she just everyone. didn't yeah. care. She had no hope for him. <laughs> like, well, like no hope to give mm-hmm. him. Right. <laughs> True. She also couldn't find him. Right. Like, that's something we see at the start of Endgame that they're looking for him. Uh, she found him in Japan relatively <laughs> like we don't see them going through the search for clint so i assume she might have known the whole time where he was <laughs> just like eh, kill him mostly All bad right. guys i i guess yeah she never really had a a reason to specifically go out and then when she does when she actually does the work instead of um instead of roadie uh she's like i Oh yeah, this was easy. Man, Rhodey sucks at this part of the job. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you really think about it. Looking at Rhodey, um, when he didn't find Tony in Iron Man One, mm-hmm. he couldn't find um, the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. <laughs> uh huh. He could not find Clint in Endgame. He was probably put. He was on the probably on the task force to find uh, Cap and Natasha and um, Sam in uh, after Civil War. <laughs> ah, he's not yeah, a good finder. He, mm-hmm. he is not a Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he he wasn't able to find them until they showed up at. Avengers campus in yeah. uh, halfway through Infinity War. Okay. <laughs> Do you think he walked into like Avengers uh, uh, headquarters? What, what do they call that? Avengers compound. Camp- I couldn't find the word. Yeah. Oh, Avengers the compound. compound yeah. And uh, Clint was there. And he's like, I found you. I fa- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cause he's there <laughs> eating cereal or something. Yeah, I mean that that probably is what happened. Except he he was probably like walking around for a while and just didn't notice because you know he doesn't talk to the staff or anything, so he just he just ignores him. Yeah, it I'm wasn't until ge- they started talking to him. I'm guessing that. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean we did say spoilers. Mm-hmm. We spoilers, don't know how yeah. long he's been a scroll for. Maybe <laughs> scroll uh, roadie is bad at finding stuff. That's true. Yeah, I would assume. I I I still assume that it's post End Game. But uh, I right. think it was Civil that's... War. But but that's still okay. good. That's a good amount of time of him not finding stuff before. Either way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Two years at least. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. I I gotta look out. I gotta pull out that book to figure out how long Civil War was before Infinity War. Between those two wars, two two years. I'm I'm I just assume that came out the <laughs> year it came out, but it's those probably, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. So this was a book. <laughs> if this this was this this is a book. This is more books than I've ever written. Than you've ever written? Okay, yes, yes. Than I've ever completed writing. Yes, yeah. I know um, you're not a fiction reader, Al. Is this the mm-hmm. most fiction you've read in a while? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Now that, now that I think about it, yes. Um, 
see the last fiction book i read we're counting audible books right sure why not (laughs) okay cool so the last one was um about a year ago i didn't finish it i got i got like an hour and a half left um i just didn't care for like it i I heard the the later ones are better um i've told you about um jason pargin uh yeah previously known as david wong he was like a head person at cracked during the good old days um Mm -hmm. so he has two series of books and so he has the the more um scary mystery kind of uh like supernatural kind of stuff monsters and all that uh so i i I read listened to most of that one then that's the one yeah uh but he has the other more futuristic sci-fi one i've listened to both of those actually uh, in the past couple years and i like those and the uh the next one comes out in a like a week, a couple days, uh, or it's already out by the time we drop this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's the, the Zoe Ash set of novels, um, which I will not pronounce the name of the new book because we keep things a little more PG on this, uh, oh. uh on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but those, those are fun. I enjoyed those books at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a fiction reader, and this just didn't do it for me. I think it was too realistic. Also, <laughs> Scott's a little preachy. A lot of this book is Scott giving it life advice. Um, yeah. Just in general, <laughs> about every little <laughs> thing. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> and, oh, like, Scott isn't the guy to give life advice because... Everything he's done good is because of this ridiculous opportunity he got. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's part of something that makes you as a person, right? You take uh, your your luck and your skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to make it in something like him, you know, in his world, yeah. you need an absolute ton, a metric ton, uh, one metric ton of, of good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he got that. Well, he took advantage of that metric I mean, ton of good luck. One yeah. metric ton of good luck or a metric ton of bad luck because, like, mm-hmm. Bruce Banner. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, either way, like, you need. It, yeah, it's mostly luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, but that part's true of real life. But that's too. true. Yeah, that's true, also. Uh, yeah. Um,. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, yeah, every so often there were a couple of things that were fun jokes, mm-hmm. right? So, like, uh, page 60 um, has the, you know, superheroing versus parenting guide. It's like a little chart of, like, oh, what's, uh, like, let's see, what's the origin story? And like, as a superhero, your origin story is something like a strange encounter with an alien life form or secret organization. Your origin story as a parent is a very Mai Tai forward honeymoon. Yeah, okay. And and just a handful of things like that. Like that's that's fun. That's kinda you know, jokey. That's I expected a lot more of that kind of stuff in this book. Yeah. And we did not get that. No. Yeah. Some things I find interesting about like the universe. <laughs> uh he refers to this whole battle thing as the Infinity Saga in universe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, on page eighty five. Mm-hmm. Uh he also makes references to secret identities a few times. Oh, yeah, or at least once, uh, and I don't know. It's somewhere between page seventy-one and page eighty-five because I forgot to write <laughs> the number. Um, but it's just like that's confusing because the only hero he knows who has a secret identity is 
Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, you mean he uses the phrase secret identity? Yeah, he... <sighs> Sorry, within that... Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I think I, I vaguely remember something like that, too. Um, and that that's another thing that's that's very different about the MCU from all other comic book types of things, right? The well, here, here oh. it goes. I, I found it. It's okay. on page 75. Um, he's talking about how to make a relationship work. And <laughs> he goes, those magical words, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. Another anxiety I felt in my relationship, but which takes on a sharper hue on the battlefield, is one I call exposing your true self. And I don't mean that alter ego secret identity game. Let's face it, ever since uh, Tony Stark straight up announced the world I am Iron Man, the whole move has lost its subservice uh, cool factor. What, 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 what heroes before Tony Stark had the secret identity? What heroes um, other than Captain America were there? So my assumption is the in-world comic books, right? Like okay. we, we know the, that there are comic books in the yeah. MCU. I mean, the right? Batman Superman. and Superman yeah. were referenced in Eternals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's those okay. must be a. I my assumption is those stories that we get in in real life end up mm-hmm. in in there. So yeah, and they do yeah. refer to themselves and people as superheroes and supervillains in the universe. So mm-hmm. okay, they have to know what those are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess if I were to to imagine like if all of this stuff started happening in our world right now, like, yeah, we would start comic booking up some of these people. We like, Oh yeah, obviously superhero, super villain. Uh, I'm sure some people have secret identities, right? Like mm-hmm. all those tropes I'm sure would eventually make their way into the real stuff that happens, or at least our assumptions yeah. of this stuff. All right. Well, I think. Oh, one last thing. Mm-hmm. One last fact that I found interesting. Scott mentions that the raft is in the East River of New York, which is accurate to uh, the Spider-Man video game, mm-hmm. and I believe the comics, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But I that, always thought in the comics, yeah, yeah, that helicopter ride that Tony takes in Civil War. Uh, and then flying off and then, you know, suiting up. That does not seem like it's the East River. That seems <laughs> like it's the middle of the ocean. <laughs> it, it was just a really stormy night. <laughs> it, it was the MCU's like there, uh, version of uh, Hurricane Sandy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there, there was just a lot of other stuff going on. And they were too busy with their own stuff to... Uh, to help with, you know, evacuation efforts or, or whatever. You know, I'm sure a ton of people died that, that Iron Man could have helped with, but no, mm-hmm. he, he chose not to. No, yep. he he <laughs> had his former buddy to go up against. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, one thing, one chapter, or chapter, one paragraph I really liked uh, is on page 170, bottom of page 170, <laughs> uh, where he the chapter is ant on the wall, tr- uh, like telling you how to fit in, how to make friends, make connections, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, number two is stop trying, and I like this part. 
because I want to imagine him doing this. It's like, boy, did I learn the hard way when I first started with the, learned that the hard way when I first started uh, working with the Avengers. Turns out Clint didn't want to repeatedly be invited to go out shooting. Thor is never going to be impressed how much Norwegian you learned online. And no matter how many times you pick the right card, Wanda Maximoff is never going to believe you know magic. I want a one shot of him with the Avengers <laughs> trying to connect that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and this is something that I've been thinking for a while that, like, you could get some cooler one shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now that we have Disney Plus, you know, that could be a thing. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they don't do more of that. Yeah. Like maybe uh, less less uh, shows and more yeah, of these. Yeah. yeah, these special presentations, I think, were perfect. We've only gotten two, and they were both came out. Well, two and a half, because now Werewolf by Night's in color, which I haven't got around to watching yet. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, but it's moments like that <laughs> that I wish this book was. It's just like... <laughs> We know the main story. We don't need... Well, yeah, rehash the main story, but give additional details. We need to see what happened between the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we didn't yeah. get that for the most part, which is... I was disappointed. Yeah, same same here, right? That's, like, it, it was... Um, using I, I, your term, Tony, that I don't think you said on air, I think you said it before, uh, you treated reading this like homework. Mm-hmm. And that's really... That's what it felt like to me also, that... Um, I I too treated this like homework, and that's why I only read half of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it not entertaining. Kind of cool to have, right? Yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, if Marvel ever releases another universe book, we'll probably cover it. <laughs> hopefully, they do better. Yes, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're done. Are you done, Al? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I guess we might as well ask Tony. Do you think any characters in this book could wield Mjolnir? Yeah, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. We're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, join us next time as we start our coverage of season two of Luke Cage with episode one, Soul Brother Number One. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and give us that five star rating. And as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. I think that our post-credit scene for this episode should just be the flipping of pages.